And it's time for City Update with Lee Humphreys. Hello, Lee. Good afternoon, Graham. How are you today? I'm really well, thank you. How are you? I'm uh, doom and gloom. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading the IMF report. Well, that will do it. That's, that, then that's your own fault. If, uh, you, if you're reading that, then you've only got yourself to blame. That It made me sort of think there was a, um, a, a famous, a sort of infamous uh, Danish... A physicist called Niels Bohr back in the 1920s who basically said that making predictions was very difficult indeed, especially about the future, which is a, I think is quite apt when we're talking about the likes of the IMF, who, you know, I, I think I've said before on this programme, Graham, that they have predicted eight of the last three uh, recessions in the UK. They really do seem to have it down, uh, have a down on us. <laughs> right, but are they accurate? Um, well, they haven't been up to now. I think uh, someone um, said that uh, uh, their forecasts make Radio 4's racing t- tips look reliable. Oh. Um, let me just tell you before I sort of you know kick any more sort of sand in the faces of the IMF. Um, you know what they actually said on Tuesday over this week. They they um, um, thought again about the uh, UK growth prospects and said that actually um, uh, GDP growth this year would be a negative 0.6. It wouldn't be showing a growth at all. Now back in October. Let's face it, that was only sort of three or four months ago. They were looking for growth of 0.3. That's quite a sort of turnaround, really. So, yeah, you know, they, they themselves um, seemingly can sort of change on a sixpence. They're well, only within own. 1%, though, isn't it? You know, so margin for error. When we're talking about trillions of pounds of the economy, 1% Indeed. actually is, yeah. is quite a uh, significant amount of money. But, yeah, it's... It's, uh, it's yeah. just so many variables, isn't it? That's the problem. Uh, indeed, there, there, there is indeed, uh, you know, and, but these guys are, you know, the, as I said, you know, these um, uh, predicting the future is uh, difficult. So I guess got- we'll be quite happy if the IMF was uh, giving us a positive forecast. We um, won't be we, making all this we fuss. Will, well, do you know what? We'll cross that bridge where we <laughs> come to Even though it's right. probably also not accurate either. <laughs> <laughs> but Mind there we you, are. The Federal Reserve's been uh, uh, increased interest rates again, They've hasn't They've been it? busy again, absolutely. That was on Wednesday night. Now, they, the, the rate of increase um, has come down precipitously so they've been raising rates since uh, march of last year they uh, put them up by 25 basis points a quarter of a percent to you and i graham that's uh, the highest level since uh, 2007 now they basically the market really took off from this uh, news um that now despite the fact the the uh, chairman powell the fed chairman i'm um, talking about ongoing increases meaning that he's going to raise um, rates a little bit further and some news that came out this afternoon may actually sort of point to that we'll talk about that in a moment i think but you know the, again forecasting it's very unreliable back in september 2021 the same fed chairman uh, chairman powell was saying that inflation for 2023 would be coming in around 2.2 two percent the last cpi figure um, that we saw was uh, that inflation was around six and a half percent in the united states Yes, so it was, again, difficult to predict at the moment. Uh, meanwhile, the Bank of England, of course, yesterday put the rate up as well. The they did. Rate. You saw that. Yeah. Yes, half a percent. Yeah, Half a percent so it was. Four percent. Uh, Do you think right. it's going to go any higher? Um, it will probably plateau around here for now that was the uh, bank of england's 10th um, hike in succession there was a seven to two uh, vote of the members of the uh, monetary policy 
committee saying that uh, it rate should increase by that 50 basis points you just talked uh, about. But the commentary, which is all important, really, um, was uh, indicated, I shouldn't say was, but sort of inferred that the rates would stay where they are right now, which is good news, of course, if you're on a sort of variable rate mortgage. You probably had enough uh, uh, pain uh, uh, for the, for in, the, in the past sort of nine or ten months um, to put up with for quite some time. Um, so it was actually the signals were positive. And I think actually the best way to actually see these signals is actually in currencies. So the pound moved lower on the back of that, which indicates that interest rates are indeed either going to plateau or maybe next. Let's let's say this quietly um, because they certainly didn't commit to this, but maybe the next move is actually going to be down for interest rates, maybe uh, as soon as the end of the year. Right, yes, because obviously they're keeping an eye on the uh, on the pound and its exchange rates. That's right. Yeah, absolutely right. And they also talked about actually, you know, there was some more positive commentary also talking about that the, the Bank of England was saying that the uh, the recession in the UK is going to be a shallower uh, recession than forecast. Now they actually forecast that the economy is going to fall by point five of one percent, half a percent this year, which is, of course, to your point, actually, Graham, in line with what the IMF are now saying. But, you know, my, my view is they'll probably both be wrong. Right, be even worse. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm certainly, um, I'm far more sort of bullish about the prospects of the uh, of the uh, world economy, uh, and I think in the, in the UK in particular, actually. I and think, of course, there is this problem of talking down the economy all the time actually causes it to get worse. Without, people, without people decide, oh, I better not go out for that meal tonight. I better not do this. That's absolutely it, right. The discretionary spending. Im- will be influenced You're just by the sentiment. We've actually seen, you know, we've actually seen some really sort of good, some some positive news. We, you and I, talk about each week um, over the past year, and rightly so, about in the interest rate environment and what mm. central banks are doing because it's moved markets in the past twelve months. But I think actually this this week has actually seen a bit of a turning point, a catalyst maybe, whereby we're now starting to see stocks. And the news that companies are coming out with moving markets. A good example of this was um, on Wednesday night when Meta was known as Facebook, obviously, came out with their um, uh, earnings, which were, you know, guess what, much better than forecast. These analysts um, are getting paid huge sums of money uh, for getting this uh, con- this kind of thing continually wrong. As a result, on Thursday, the stock Meta um rose rallied 23%. These are enormous figures. These are absolutely enormous sums if you look at them in terms of sort of US dollars. Um, so, you know, we are seeing that we are seeing um, the the likes of, as I say, individual stocks now moving markets, not just um, commentary from central banks, um, which is, I think, a good sign. Yeah, indeed. Uh, mind you, all these uh, tech companies seem to be cutting back on staff, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, so well, Meta's a good example. What, what's about, what's all, all that about then? Well, I mean, what, do you know what I think it's about? Um, Elon Musk, back in whenever he was, he took control of, uh, of um, Twitter. Uh, and he cut, I think, three quarters of his staff, 75% of the staff. People were absolutely amazed. Well, I don't think we've anyone's noticed any discernible difference. It's a bit like when the civil servants in this country go on strike. No one actually sees a discernible difference in actually the sort of the, you know, what, what actually happens. So, um, I think on the basis of that, the likes of um, other big tech companies that have made uh, cuts recently, Intel, Microsoft, Spotify, to name three, that just sort of um, uh, basically have said, um, we're going to start doing the same thing. And they made sort of not 75% of their personnel, but around about sort of between 6 and 10% of their personnel um, redundant. Um, Meta themselves also made um, 
about 10% of their staff about a month ago um, redundant as well. They saved 1.4 billion as a result of that, making those most. Now, here's the, here's the, here's the catch, because if you are one of those probably pretty miffed um, employees who've just been made redundant, uh, all for saving um, Meta 1.4 billion dollars. And then on Wednesday night, when Meta released their results, we find out that, that they, uh, they, they, the company, have announced a 40 billion dollar buyback. Now, what does that mean? That basically means the company are basically going into the open market, buying the shares like anyone else would, and then cancelling those shares. That's what that is basically what a, a buyback is. It doesn't actually create anything, doesn't create any wealth, but basically it helps their um, sort of uh, metrics. It makes the management look a little bit better, basically. So if you were one of those 11,000 people Meta um, laid off and you then fa- saw that announcement, you'd be fairly, as I say, miffed. You may even use a stronger word than that. So there was a, an unemployment report in the US today. There was, yeah, following that. And those, I mean, you know, the, the, the tech world makes up overall quite a small part of the uh, the, the, the nation's uh, sort of personnel in terms of the, the in the economy. Um, there's about 155 million people at work, or jobs, I should say, in the United States right now. But anyway, the, the non-farm payroll is probably the most closely watched number, economic number, that comes out um, every month. It's the first Friday of every month. And this was astonishing. To um, my point that I sort of continually making throughout this uh, this broadcast, Graham, is that you know it takes sort of thousands of very highly compensated uh, geniuses to be this wrong on one number. The the uh, the the U.S. economy last month added five hundred and seventeen thousand jobs, an enormous figure. Um, you know, and that's every month they just sort of they they're, they're adding that kind of figure. Um, the analyst community had forecast that that would only increase by 188,000 you can see this i mean these are just sort of, they're plucking numbers out of the out of the air the uh, the unemployment rate now stands Graham, which is great news for, for americans as it is is close to this actually in the uk at 3.4% that's the lowest figure since May 1969, three months ago. And you're always going to have a, that sort of level anyway with turnover, aren't you, of jobs and so on? Well, you're going to, I mean, the number, the actually in terms of you, you are always going to have a turnover, of, uh, but that, but that is a particularly, that's a particularly big figure that we saw this month. And actually, as, as, as I said, just d- defies expectations. But I was basically just going to finish off by saying that that, that number, that unemployment rate of 3.4% is the lowest number, as I said, since May 69, which was three months before Woodstock. Indeed. And with that thought, thanks, Lee. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again in a couple of weeks' time. Cheers, Graham. Look forward to it.